So far, we've spoken with 27 people who were either Appalachians by birth or by self-proclamation, but there is a common sentiment among them all that the national stigma this region of the world gets is no more than some Hollywood cop-out just to sell movies. Even here in 2021, we still see those broad generalizations. But a brand new series you can find on Amazon Prime is trying to change that, while also tackling the mental and emotional challenges that come from COVID. I can't wait to go get margaritas with you guys again. <laughs> Just maybe you could work from your apartment today. You can catch me live tonight. Drunk on the street. Normal For Now is a four-part anthology, and today we speak with one of the film's creative directors, Afshin Masagi. Yeah, Masagi's an Appalachian by birth, carries that background with a lot of pride, and he's hoping this series begins to remold the national perspective. So if you're looking in the right places, you'll see that Appalachia is beautifully diverse, and we are excited to share this conversation with you today. So let's get to it. Mace, hit the music. does not always shine in West Virginia, but the people always do. All right, boom, we're live. Ashley, what's up, man? Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. How are you guys? Well, doing, doing well, well. Mm-hmm. doing well. We're just yeah. talking, uh, you know, off camera. We know a lot of the same people. We're friends and, you know, we've got a lot of commonality between us. But for our listeners, won't you go ahead and just introduce yourself, Afshin? And you're the, and I don't want to get it wrong, not the director, but Normal for Now is out on Amazon Prime. Talk to us a little bit about that. But before we get that, tell us a little bit about yourself. Yes, absolutely. So uh, my name is Afshin Masagi. I was born in uh, Lewisburg, West Virginia, and I was raised in Charleston, West Virginia, um, my parents, my mom is a dentist in Charleston. My dad's a doctor that works with veterans, but my mom was born and raised in Pakistan and my dad was born and raised in India, but they're both like both sets of my grandparents and for generations before that are ethnically Iranian. Mm-hmm. Um, so that being, so yeah, but that being said, actually both my parents went to WVU. My mom went to Marshall. My, my, both, uh, my mom went to GW even George Washington High School, where I went to high school as well. My uncle went to John Adams High School. Uh, my mom and my uncle went to Jay, and they've actually lived all across the state. They lived, obviously, Morgantown with the WVU. They went, lived in Huntington, Charleston, lived in Mann, West Virginia, Chapmanville, Lewisburg. Represent Logan County. Yeah, so yeah. Southern, Southern like, West Virginia there. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's where my brother's born, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, and so I uh, I was born in Lewisburg, raised in Charleston, I went, I, I went to WVU for undergrad. I went to the University of Florida for my master's program. Um, so when I, I kind of, I, I identify in like my heart of hearts, my root of roots, like all I really like boil myself down to is like, you know, a boy or a kid from uh, Southern West Virginia mm-hmm. and, or like an Appalachian. Like I really like identify myself truly as an Appalachian. And oftentimes when I um, say that, Actually, whether I'm in Appalachia or more actually when I'm outside of Appalachia, even abroad, 
I either get the most confused look <laughs> or I get a very overt laugh in my face. Right. <laughs> so that's been like my life essentially this entire life where it's like, I feel like I'm a West Virginian, whereas everybody around me, or I feel like I'm Appalachian where everybody around me is like, no, you're not. No, you're not. And I'm like, I promise like I am yeah. just because I, I may not look like what you think an Appalachian looks like. Yeah, I am um, in my heart of hearts. And that's like, you know, what I identify as like uh, my culture, my identity and all that, my belonging, I think mm -hmm. I should say. So like, uh, and then I'm, I'm an artist. I am an actor. I'm a filmmaker. I teach art as well and like theater and uh, things like that. Um, and so in my art creation uh, or my art making, uh, belonging and identity has been part of it uh, very, like as of the last like two, three years. Um, up until March, uh, I, I, in 2019, I graduated from a master's program. And then in 2019, right afterwards, I went on a, a Fulbright scholarship. It's a Fulbright program set up through the State Department. And I was in Turkey. Um, and that program actually was terminated early because of the coronavirus in, in March. Wow. Wow. Yeah about, four, yeah, about four months early. Um, big bummer. Istanbul? Istanbul? Yeah, no, it was in Ankara. Yeah, okay. Ankara. Yeah, it was it was the greatest time. I had a blast. I miss it so much. I love Turkey, but they didn't even give me an option. They were like, "You're going back home." <laughs> yeah, and the home that they laughed at me for, they actually sent me to. They sent me back to West Virginia, <laughs> and so I've kind of been in West Virginia since March. Um, kind of, you know, for the longest, you know, I, since I left, you know, at the age of 22 to go to my master's program been here for the longest time and in the last 10 months been able to like reconnect make stuff connect with appalachian artists and you know and normal for now it's like a uh the show is becoming now a um you know a, you know the the product of that yeah and and let's kind of talk a little bit more about normal for now too because all of that stuff that you just said is exactly the fuel that went into making normal for now, right? You, you, it's four different episodes again, live on Amazon prime right now that you guys can go check out, but it's through the eyes of several Appalachians, but Appalachians that you don't normally think would be Appalachians, right? Just by looking at them or, or speaking with them. And that was a big part. Um, and enlisting and casting those, the, the actors and telling that story from those subject perspectives. Correct. Yeah, absolutely. You know, being um, that was like a that was a like a you know very purposeful and um, you know like reason for making normal for now was to you know create this episode. I'm definitely I definitely hope we get into like what the episodes are about because that's that's mm -hmm. a lot of fun. But the like it is a, the cast and the crew are actually all Appalachians, so we wanted to kind of show like a multi level aspect of Appalachia. We wanted to show that we can make as Appalachians in West Virginia, in Appalachia, we can make this really highly high produced, like well-made, yeah, like well completely acted, like all, yeah. you know, like, you know, a really good production, have it on a streaming service that can access all across the US. And, you know, again, cast and crew are all West Virginians. And we wanted the cast, the main actors to uh, be all people of color, and such, or be part of the LGBT community. Mm. So all the uh, characters are 
and the actors are not only people of color, but part of the LGBT community, but they also are from Appalachia. So again, we want to break that mold because for yeah. too long in media, uh, Appalachians have been represented as like homogenous, white, uh, racist, bigots, you know, hillbilly, cousin loving, you know, toothless, like, oh, you know, all the, and that's up until recently. It's not like this is an old stereotype. I mean, you guys saw hillbilly elegy in November, you know, it wasn't yeah. like, um, yeah. You know, and, you know, even the, the movies made uh, made co coming out recently that were even time pieces or not like Logan Lucky, um, all the as all the devils in the world. I don't know the Tom Holland movie. I like these movies. They're they're fine. But, you know, they they um, they do like paint Appalachia with broad strokes that have incredibly dangerous narratives behind it and perpetuates the perpetuate these like uh, just untrue uh parts of appalachia because appalachia i know that i was born and raised and i know you guys know this I feel the same way mm -hmm. being from the same place i am going to the same school i am you yeah. guys know that like appalachia is an incredibly diverse loving genuine place with the issues and the problems of course we have our own and they're very serious and they definitely deserve to be talked about and addressed but we have um that we have the same issues that humans do across the world you know we're yeah. no different I think from my from my perspective, my point of view too, I think it's um a result of, of Hollywood and like like you said, like and I love that you have Appalachian people not only directing it and filming it, but also acting in it because you know, like take like say for example, a production about Holly or a production about Appalachia, it's probably from someone who's not from Appalachia and it's like it's the bastardization and almost character what's right, like character a caricature of like Appalachia and that's easily packaged and consumable for people outside the region right it's like oh like those people that live in the kentucky west virginia pennsylvania you know that whole region that's how they're supposed to be and that's what the broader you know global and national perspective of the region is and if if you told a story that was different it almost is like well i thought they were like that and yeah, like that, exactly that, it's yeah. not easy that's to sell that and package that because of that like you said a dangerous a very very dangerous stereotype and it's fun the ironic part of it is what you just mentioned is that and that's all the people typically from the outside looking in and telling us what we are and who we are. But then if you are here, like you said, there is diversity. And some of the Appalachians are in West Virginians more specifically are the most friendly people that you will meet, right? So it's West Virginians live in that paradox or whatever, where we hear what we are from the outside, yet we see who we are every day on the inside. It's like, why? It's just like a weird torn place to be, I think. Yeah, absolutely. And, and that's, I think that's, I mean, the, the laughs I was getting, the confusion I was getting when I was, when I'm outside of West Virginia, it kind of makes sense, you know, like I, right. I definitely understand why they have that perspective because like, exactly as you said, these like portrayals on screen, these Hollywood representations of what we are, are incredibly flat. You know, we want it in this, in the show, and we hope that this is like starting to become a trend that we start to across the board show characters that are like you know full you know like you know show like a full round character not just like these flats um character that just is like a caricature as you said so that's why across the board you know all the the stories take place in all of appalachia all the characters are appalachian all the actors are from appalachia and at the same time we didn't want to harp on the fact that these people are quote-unquote diverse because that in itself right. is again part of this like negative stereotype you know if <clears throat> you know, for example, our our episode, we have a same-sex uh, couple. I, I wrote the episode with Nate Sesco, the amazing Nate Sesco, who wrote all the episodes. He co-directed an episode, produced the episodes. He's amazing. He's in Huntington. Amazing filmmaker and artist and writer. Um, 
when we neither of us had been in the same sex relationship so we didn't write um uh the story to like you know fit what we thought it would be like to be in a same sex relationship but we'd both been in relationships you know we'd both been in love we'd both knew what it be what it was like to be with a partner or to get sick of the partner or need a break from the partner especially during like a time of isolation and being like you know in the same room with the same person for over and over and over again so we wrote that story and then we connected with these amazing uh appalachian actresses to kind of create this story that was more genuine and true and authentic so in writing it and creating it, we created these characters that were not just like sometimes what Hollywood likes to do is like, oh, this is the gay character. This right. is the uh, lesbian character, or this is the black character. This is the Hispanic character. You know, we wanted to make sure that these characters are very real, dealing with real human emotions like anybody else is. And then they happen to be, you know, you know, have a different, maybe uh, be part of the homosexual community or be, mm -hmm you know, a person of color being a, you know, a black Appalachian. Um, and so hopefully that's the first step in breaking those, like, you know, those caricatures, breaking those narratives. Hopefully like, you know, in, in evolution, you know, maybe the next step is integrating both, integrating the fact that they are people of color living in West Virginia and those issues that kind of arise with, you know, being a person of, you know, Iranian, Indian, and Pakistani descent born in Lewisburg, West Virginia. I think that's like the next iteration. So we, we're, it's a process, but I mean, hopefully we're, we're making steps in the right direction. We had a guy, Dave Lavender, on yeah. early this year, and we, we joke how many times can we drop Dave Lavender's name in an Good. episode? He is, he's been a big uh, help to us, but he did, uh, uh, in his episode, he said, look, you've got to tell your own story. If you really want your story to be shared, you, you can't let others tell it for you. And it's certainly, you guys are doing that. And you guys are certainly doing that. And on top of trying to, to demolish these Appalachian stereotypes, you also jumped in to the COVID world because this is what everything, this is where everything was taking place. Obviously you, the, these Appalachians are playing these characters and, and, you know, are the subjects of this, but um, it's in the world that we live in right now. I, hence normal for now. Maybe there's a little more depth to the title. Normal no, for now, no, that, but, that's uh, about it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so my role in creating the show, so I'm like the quote unquote creator, but I directed the episodes. I co-wrote the episodes again with amazing Nate Sesco, uh, produced the episodes in Huntington with Nate as well. And then I was kind of working as like um, a producer in the sense of connecting a lot of amazing Appalachians. Um, but yes, it does take place in the world of COVID. And it's it partly the, the like the precipitation for that idea or the, you know, the reason I even had that idea is because I felt like there was a, I, I felt like I was alone, not only alone physically, but alone in a lot of the emotions I was feeling. Like I felt like isolated, but I still felt like weirdly really connected with everybody because at the end of the day, you're kind of just left in your room alone with your thoughts and your phone, right? Yeah. So it's like oh, you're yeah. super connected to everybody. You, you feel so alone. So it's this weird like mix of like anxiety and like um, like heartbreak, but also like humor and like there's glimmerings of joy. So, but I didn't see anything like that. You know, it does take a while to create content, like well-produced content, but a lot of the stuff that I was, I was seeing about the quarantine, the pandemic was um, like superficial. It was, a, it was almost like a parody. They were making fun of like the whipped coffee or like the TikTok dances or the Zoom happy hour. 
but I was like, that's not really like that. That is an aspect of it, sure, but that's not really what the quarantine or the pandemic or this this time. And you know, I think Definitely that these. Not. I I I also feel like there's shit going on. Yeah, there's a lot, <laughs> yeah. right? Like so, we. I was like, you know, what happened? Like the Zoom happy hour is fine, but what happens when you're you know intoxicated in your room alone on a Friday night at seven p.m. after the Zoom happy hour ends, and you're lo- left alone with your thoughts, your phone, and mm. hours to kill. You yeah. know, and I feel yeah. like that was that was the feeling that we were we were all having, but we were not expressing. So I wanted to kind of, as best as possible, uh, reflect kind of like you know reflect the times. You know, show a mirror to what we all are going through, in the hopes that we all don't feel so alone. In the hopes that the audience, the viewer, will see is like, oh, I I, see, I am that person. You know, I right. I was that character. You know, one of the characters' name is Erica. Is like, oh, I know exactly what Eric is feeling right now. Yeah. One of the characters' names is Noah. Is like, oh, I know exactly what Noah feels like right now. And kind of like the 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 sneakery, like you know, don't 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 tell anybody this. But kind of the hope is that when they do feel that subconsciously, they're like, oh, that person who is you know, member of the LGBT community or that person who's a person of color, these people are in Appalachia. Oh, they're not that much different than I am. Exactly. Yeah. Spot on. Yeah. So, yeah. so that was kind of the idea, like, you know, I, but the first idea to put it in the place of this pandemic was to explore the emotional side of isolation, of loneliness, but also, you know, to, you know, sprinkle in those moments of joy and happiness and humor and things like that. Man, I think you, I mean, talk yeah, about Yeah, the themes of this are very, it, yeah. yeah, yeah, very obviously current, um, but at the same time, trying to break down some barriers. I mean, I, I, this is something every Appalachian West Virginian can certainly relate to specifically right now. This is your captain speaking. No, I'm just kidding, guys. What's up? This is Cooper. Hey, look, mountaineermedia.org. You know the drill. If you go to mountaineermedia.org and sign up for our newsletter, you're going to be the first to hear and see and read the amazing stories that we're going to start producing. The blog team is going to be full steam ahead from now on. We introduced the first wave of folks on social media, and we've got a bunch more people that we're going to introduce here shortly. But if you get on the newsletter, you're going to hear it, see it first. Merchandise deals, podcast updates, do something good, West Virginia, the blogs, everything is going to be condensed into a weekly newsletter that comes out once a week. We're not going to spam you, but it will be an informative newsletter with all the stuff that's going on in West Virginia. I just want to give a quick, quick shout out to Mr. B. Thank you to Mr. B and Marianne Kettleson for sponsoring the Mountaineer Media Podcast. Thank you to Mason, as always, for DJ and MC and and producing it, as always, as well. And uh, I guess that's it, guys. Let's get right back to the episode with Afshin. See you. Yeah. Well, I think you're right too. I've seen is that I don't, I didn't, you know, you saw like on social media, some like takes about like, Oh, we're all dealing with COVID this, like, like the issues from COVID, but not like, like you guys are obviously like tackling some deep complex things that like you said, we're all experiencing it. Do, it's a weird blend of we all are isolated and alone, but it's also like, we all know that we're all going through it. So in a way it doesn't feel like that, but to put that into film is, is and, and tell that story in a way that makes sense and then mix in, the Appalachian undertones and all of that. I mean, yeah. that, that's incredible work, man. Um, yeah. How from from inception to the last cut? How how long of a project was this? Like, was it was it six months? Was this all done in like a tight window or like when? Yeah, how well, did this come about? I, I super I pre- super appreciate the kind words, but yeah. So we we really kind of jam packed, and it's 
really because of the amazing work of Nate and then the amazing Caden Tooley, who's a filmmaker out of, based out of Huntington, originally from Hurricane, and then uh, Taylor Napier, who is a filmmaker based out of Fayetteville, who's originally from Milton. Mm. And these... Um, Got any more dots to connect? Yeah, Somebody yeah, from yeah. the Northern Panhandle hey, up here. All over. <laughs> We're all from here, yeah. The, the most is, like, I think uh, one of the actresses lives in, like, like one of the towns right outside of like Huntington, like Portsmouth, like yeah. right in Ohio. Yeah. So yeah, I'm just like, yeah. we're just like, and I always yeah. am like ragging on them. Like, boo. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> She's like, I swear, I don't want to be Ohio and I want to be Western. Like, no, <laughs> get out of here. Like, yeah. <laughs> so I had the original thoughts in, I would say the middle of August. Okay. I had the original thought and I knew I wanted to make something. And I, I knew that there was, there were all these amazing Appalachians all in West Virginians like living here. So I was like, I know I can, we can make something really, really good. And I kind of become a, um, interested in this idea of making an anthology and anthology just meaning each episode is connected with the same themes, things like that. But every story is different. Like it's not like a classical episode of TV where the first, like there are chapters mm -hmm. of a different mm -hmm. book. They're kind of like just different stories, but all within the same theme. A very popular examples, like there's a the show Modern Love on Amazon Prime, uh, High Maintenance on HBO. Those are other examples of anthology series so i was kind of like watching all these anthology series kind of getting like uh toying with the idea of making an anthology series and then i was like you know there's nothing that explores these topics as i just mentioned with the emotional side mm -hmm. so i was calling my buddy nate i was like what do you think about this idea he was like dude let's make it so let's do it so our writing process um that was like the first step was really interesting uh usually scripts when you work in uh teams you kind of like uh, work together to kind of craft the story first, craft the outline, and then you guys maybe take turns on pages. Or That's not actually how we do it. I was like, let's experiment with it a little bit. So I wrote the first, each script is relatively short. You can watch all four episodes in less than 35 minutes, which is, I think, good because asking people to like commit to a two and a half hour movie is a big deal. But right. I'm like, yo, you can watch this in your lunch break, I promise. So it's been good in that regard. Um, I wrote the first like... Uh, just the first like page and a half of the scripts and I would give it to Nate. And then he's such a talented writer. We would talk a little bit about it and then he could take it from there and finish the scripts. And then he would get, send me back a draft. And then I would like add some and take some. So we were, it was a really like kind of unique writing dynamic like that. And then after we had those scripts kind of in a good place, which took a uh, very little time, about two weeks, we were just like, let's get a date. Let's get the shoot. Let's get it done. So we got, we enlisted uh, again, an amazing Taylor Napier, Caden Tooley, started talking to actresses and actors, seeing who, who's down. And I think a big thing that, um, as you mentioned, you know, nobody, the Appalachian stories, they don't, they don't use Appalachians. They don't even shoot it in, shoot it in Appalachia. Like, like, yeah. like Georgia or something. Yeah, yeah, it's filmed in Georgia or Toronto or Vancouver, which is fine, which is great again, but like still it's not authentic. Right. I wanted to, I want to make like, I want to like say this publicly. I didn't have to work hard to find super talented people. And I didn't have to work super hard to find super talented, diverse people. I didn't have to work hard to find super talented, diverse Appalachians. Like they were like, at, I don't want to say like they were like at my beck and call, but they were there and they were like, you know, oh, who do you, oh, wow, you are super talented. Like, right. oh, you went to Marshall Theater School. Like, yes, of course, you're, you're super talented. They're like, oh, like you are like a really talented actress who's been acting since she's been two years old in community theaters and just like <laughs> super good or yeah. lived in Atlanta for a little bit and was like, you know, now back in, you know, Huntington or Milton. Right. You know, like these people are super talented, super amazing, all here 
in Appalachia, just wanting to work, wanting to create, which was amazing. Then we shot it in like the third weekend or the third week of September rather. Um, and then from that time until the uh, beginning of December, we were in post-production. And again, the amazing Caden and the amazing Taylor, they did all the post-production, all the virtual effects you see in there, all the color correction, all the sounds they did, which was, was a big ask, but they were, they were again, super talented Appalachians living here. Yeah. Um, and then we sent it off to Amazon to get the approval. And that took, uh, that was quite difficult because they have a lot of standards and gu uh, guidelines that we have to meet. So some back and forth, there was a lot. Was gonna, of how do you even go about like talking to Amazon? <laughs> like, yeah, <laughs> well, this is, uh, to be clear, this isn't an Amazon original. Like okay, we didn't get right. paid, you know, we actually yeah, right, right, right. paid per view. So um, everybody should watch it. Watch it a few times. Feel free. Yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, so um, we, you know, Amazon has specific guidelines, you know, you base you, they have specific guidelines for content, but then they also have specific, uh, that's really important. They want like good quality stuff on their, um, right. their channels or their, their streaming service, but they also have specific guidelines when it comes to like, what kind of camera you use, what ratios you use in the, mm. the delivery, how, um, uh, like subtitles like you have to provide that all by yourself the graphics for each show you so there's a lot of like different moving parts and a lot of different guidelines or uh, specifications requirements um, and when, when you meet those you send it off to Amazon after you know kind of applying or you know having your you have to have a production company and luckily through Nate and his amazing production company Lateland Media which kind of is a blanket company for a lot of different cool endeavors he does in Appalachia out of Huntington um, we were able to kind of set everything in and after some communication with them uh, about two weeks later, we got approved by them, which was awesome. And then we got it ready for Amazon. We did a kind of trailer and yeah, it came out officially to the public on January 8th. Gotcha. So Man. you had to get pre-approval before you even shot anything. Before no, you really... we did, no, actually. So we didn't get a pre-approval. We kind of, sh we shot everything in the knowing what the guidelines were. So gotcha. kind of, we yeah, knew gotcha. what the, yeah. we kind yeah. of knew what the pre-approval process was going to be. Yeah. Um, so we kind of shot it with that in mind, but we were kind of like, oh, if this doesn't work, I guess we're going to have to put it on YouTube. Yeah, kind of it's YouTube yeah, robust. So, yeah, exactly. Yeah, so yeah. we were just like, they're, they're very thankful that That's they awesome. approved yeah. it and it all kind of worked out in the end. Yeah, What's that we, feel def like we definitely were like, you know, crossing our fingers there at, uh, at the end, so. Sorry to cut you off. What's yeah. that feel like for you, man? I mean, like, I mean, as you right, right now in this moment reflect, like the fact that you pulled this project off, obviously you're giving a lot of credit to your whole team, which is deservingly so, but what, I mean, in terms of your professional goals, what I guess has this taught you? And then where do you kind of go from here? Do, do you feel like, Hey, like I'm doubling down in this type of stuff. Like where do you envision taking this, like the, what you learn now in COVID and then uh, taking it into the future? Yeah, absolutely. Well, I mean, I'm, I'm very happy that we could make this safely. Um, you know, luckily, you know, a lot of the cast and crew that were all there, uh, we ran a skeleton crew, we had like five people in the room um, at all times, like less five or less, you know, we all came back with negative tests before and after and people, you know, so luckily, that was like a big thing. And to be able to create during a time when people can't create, you know, whether it be because they are sick or because there's loss or because there is lack of resources or money, you know, I'm so blessed to be able to create something um, during this yeah, crazy time. Uh, that was another joy of being in Appalachia is, you know, the good thing about being in Appalachia is like, 
you can kind of just shoot, you know, you, we have, we have the research, you know, ex, you know, when you're in like a New York city or Los Angeles or Atlanta, you know, it's so hard to find like even private locations to shoot at, or if you need a public location, then you need to get like uh, the, like the, okay, you know, the film office to sign off permits and things like that. But in West Virginia, I think between the three of us, we probably know six farms that would let us like do whatever we want on them. They're like, yeah, we'll sign an insurance waiver. Go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> so we, we were really lucky to have, um, to have that and have those resources is a real blessing. Um, but for me, I think I'd, on my Fulbright in graduate school, I'd done a lot of research uh, academically about the intersects between race and media. Mm-hmm. And for me, again, as I mentioned, belonging and identity, identity is like a big part of my like, you know, thought process and my creations, my art, whatever it is. But then I, I kind of started to, started to think this summer, I was like, maybe I just talk a big game. You know, maybe I, you know, maybe I just like, I'm a West Virginian. Like I We've promise. We've all been there. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. We're hard working. I promise. Yeah, exactly. Like maybe I, maybe like, maybe I just hold myself up and like, maybe, you know, I also like call myself a director, but I was like, you know what? Like, maybe I'm just all talk. Like, you know, where's my proof? Where's my proof that there is, you know, I talk all the time. It's like Appalachia is diverse. I promise. Appalachia is like talented i promise their creatives there prove it mm-hmm. prove it. yeah so i was like you know i need to prove it you know i need to because mm-hmm. I, I know these things to be true like i know these things are true and nobody else knows to be true so how can i prove it you know i think almost like selfishly i wanted to make something so that in the future when somebody laughs in my face or somebody gives me a confused look or somebody says no you're not whether it be like that overtly or using more kind words maybe or polite words I'm like, really? No. You're from West Virginia? Right? Yeah, exactly. Like, like where you, yeah, where yeah. are you from from? That's the biggest one right, I get. Yeah. Right. I'll yeah. be like, no, I am. And you and you can see what Appalachian's really made of. You have Amazon Prime. I know you yeah, do. Watch it. Go check it out. Go check it out. You know, so yeah. I wanted to kind of, I'm the thing I'm most happy or proud about is now it, there's like this living document of a, like, tr- you know, a story made, stories made by Appalachians by Appalachians mm-hmm. that is diverse, that is true. And it's like really well-made, it's highly produced, well-acted, you know, um, you know, and it's, uh, and it's nationally available right now. But it's so important for West Virginians to see too, because it's kind of like goes into why CJ Mason and I, you know, Mason's not on camera, he's our producer. Like why we started this is because the same thing. It's like, if we were tired of being defined from outside forces and we knew of the amazing, great people, and we've been fortunate to have some incredible guests, you included come on the podcast and talk to us about it. But it was a sense of like, you know what, let's do it. Let's, you know, if we're, if it's not, if we're not seeing it out there, let's be the ones that fill that gap in that void and and make this. And that's kind of what Mountaineer media turned into. Kind of was Um, a prove it for us too. Like, okay, let's go find these incredible West Virginians. Let's, let's go talk to them. Let's, let's prove our point too that there are people from Appalachia and West Virginia that are doing some incredible things out there. Yeah. For West Virginians to hear that too, it's like, it's, and if you're listening to this, like, oh, Cooper and CJ, like, it makes me even feel weird to think that people would think that like we made it like, no, no, no. Like we're just a couple of dudes that just like got in front of our like zoom and just started putting creative stuff out. Like it's not, you and like you said you didn't have to look hard to find good creative people we're here like what took us five months to get a nice microphone so 
we're, <laughs> we're far from making it. Don't yeah, worry. <laughs> there was a, there was a podcast mic uh, like shortage at the beginning of the quarantine. Yeah, yeah everybody. But, yeah, you know, and I think the, the the biggest thing to connect it to is people that you know. I know a lot of people that are listening to this have gone to a school in West Virginia or right outside Appalachia. We're all WVU alums. Something I love that on your first episode, Emily said was you know, about, she was talking about her experience at WVU and how like the engineering school is great. The program is great. How she went on the vomit rocket and she was yeah, like- The vomit comet. Oh, the yeah. vomit comet. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but the the thing that I think that a lot of WVU alums do is we have to always like prove that we're like, no, WVU is like a good school. Like there right. is a lot of talented people. There's a lot of smart people there. And my degree is super important. Yes, we like to party. Yes, we care about football. Yes, like- <laughs> There, our mascot does like, you know, hold a gun and have a beard and it's really, really cool. Yeah. But at the same time, like, you know, greatness is learned, you know, like mm -hmm. a lot of people and a lot of people, a lot of great people have come from WVU and people continue. And I've, I know that people feel the same way about Marshall, West Virginia State, uh, Concord, you know, all the great universities and colleges throughout the state and even, you know, Marshall, I mean, uh, in Eastern Kentucky and things like that. So I, for me, I feel kind of the same way about Appalachian in a whole outside of Appalachia. I'm like, no, I promise you like this stuff like really matters. And what's very unfortunate is, and hopefully this is changes or hopefully this is like, you know, a small sect of the people. But as you said, like the West Virginians that are here that kind of like are influenced by outside forces to make us think and feel the way we should be, right. you know, that's, that's the scary part. And that's the dangerous part. And, but that happens, you know, like, for me, the first person I ever saw that looked like me, it was Cal Penn in Harold and Kumar. Uh, he played Kumar. Um, and I'm not even Indian, but I remember when I was 13 and I watched that movie, I was like, that's me. I was like, <laughs> I was like subconsciously, I was like, that's me. And then later, as he's on Sorry in Parks and Rec, I was like, consciously, I was like, that's definitely me. Yeah. But that was like the first like inkling for me that was like, oh, I could actually become an actor. Like, I actually right. think I could, I can make it or I could do it. And for us as West Virginians, we hold so many of our greats up, you know, the, the Jerry West in the world's the Homer Hickams, you know, even the living, you know, I know Jerry West is the living, but like we got the you know, Gordon Gees, you know, like everybody like in West Virginia or from West Virginia that has like made it or like is making it or whatever it is, we hold them up at such a whole like high account. Mm -hmm. I, I really start to feel a hope that we also start to hold like the West Virginians that are like young and living and here in that same like group. Or even yeah. inspire them to feel like about themselves just like that. Like that like yes, you are from West Virginia and don't let that feel like, well, maybe can I be a world leading neurosurgeon or can I make it on Broadway or can I be a world class financier? Like, yes, you can, because there are people out there that are doing it. But like but I think that's a good point is that like I don't know, like I love what you're doing. It's inspiring. And that's kind of like what we, this is the, the exact thing that we want to use this uh, like platform for is to highlight, you know, folks like yourself that are doing that for West Virginia. Oh yeah. Yeah. And uh, you know, it's funny. Cause like when sometimes when you're in West Virginia, you're like, I can't wait to get out. But as soon as you like get into another state, or as soon as you like really like leave like the mountains or sometimes you're in the mountains for a while, you're just like, get me back. Please. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I need to get back now. <laughs> yeah. Your yeah. inner subconscious is pulling it's you true, back. Man. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it, I think that's like why no matter where in the world when you hear like maybe I should have been, your country roads in that line where it's like maybe I should have been home yesterday. Yesterday, mm -hmm. you're just like, 
oh damn maybe i should have been home yesterday <laughs> i was yeah. like gives you goosebumps it. man yeah. it's true man. it's oh, every man. west virginian listening knows it man it's like when yeah. even when you're away it's like uh it's like damn it doesn't feel like the air like someone said what was it cj that uh was it dennis gillen said like when he crosses the west virginia border like his blood pressure like goes down like it yeah. just feels yeah. like damn like, this is back where like i'm supposed to be almost yeah. like um and I, I know COVID's brought a lot of people back that were from west virginia back to west virginia um you know to come back and, and be close to the families now, actually i know that you wanted to talk a little bit about some of the episodes too without doing like some spoiler alerts but um like you some of the themes in there the inner themes you know like you said facetiming with friends but what happens when the facetime turns off an entertainer trying to still entertain somebody working from home a couple that's been together too much during this you know where did some of those ideas come from and and how did you end up turning those, you know, into onto the screen? Because I think one of the other things too is like you can always pick moments in time and be like, oh, we're going to see movies about that. We're always we're going to see TV shows about that. COVID certainly is one of those. And there there haven't been a ton of. I mean, obviously Hollywood's not exactly in production right now, but this is early one of the first COVID-based, you know, shows, movies, episodes that we've seen. Um, you know, out there and it obviously was great, but you know, where did some of those inner ideas um, start and, and how did you end up turning those into, you know, actual episodes of, of day-to-day life? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That's actually one of the, the, the happiest things that's come about. This is like, not that we were like the first or like, we're not the first, I would say, because there was like, there's a Michael Bay movie. That's kind of a horror about if COVID was to exist for like four years or something. Um, and that came out in December, but I don't think it, I didn't ever watch it. It didn't do well, like on Rotten Tomatoes, but I think we're like one of the early ones that I think people are watching and like, you know, and I love that we were able to get it out while people during this winter that are staying in their doors, they can watch and kind of, you know, relate to. So that's, I'm super excited about that. So the first episode, yeah, we have, um, we have our character, Erica, who at the very beginning of the episode, she ends on a girl's night out, happy hour, zoom call. And uh, as soon as she she just ends it and then she realizes it's like 8 p.m. on a Friday night or, you know, afterwards, whatever. And then she's like, damn, now I have all this time. So then it kind of like spirals into this, like um, a collection of different phone calls and FaceTimes and Zooms. And there was an app that was really popular called House Party. I don't know if you guys ever got on it. You play different games and like they send with eight different people. Um, and then she ends up like talking to and texting with her ex, which I know a lot of us did. And it's, it's a really, it's a really uh, heartbreaking, but also joyous episode. Uh, the anticip- I mean, the idea for that, it was a collection of like different things that a lot of my friends were telling me. I know that a lot of, um, I, I remember there was a thing, a lot of, uh, a lot of my friends who were girls were telling me that they would get together and um, like dress up just for their Zoom call. They would put on makeup, right. they'd put in dresses just to feel like they were going out just for the zoom calls. And so I love that idea. I was like, this is not something that's not like being told enough, you know, and maybe it was just between my friends, but I was still like, this is like, I think this is, a, this is gem of like a human experience that we can all like kind of share and uh, you know, be like share with. Um, and then for me, I, I felt like uh, like some nights um, I was like bouncing between different FaceTime groups and different like Zoom calls and this house party app and all these different things. Like I felt like I was like constantly inundated with like people trying to like FaceTime and call and all that. And there were different, these different groups. 
but at the same time i also felt super empty by it i was just like oh this is or kind of exhausted by it i was like oh this is like fun for a little bit but then i'm like i just want to see you guys you know like right. this yeah. is cool like i love you guys but like also i'm just like maybe i should i don't know maybe i should like watch a movie you know like is you know so i feel like we were all doing like bouncing exhausted and- from facetime it was kind of like everyone hit a wall where it was just like jesus i don't know how many more like facetimes i can be on like i like i miss you guys but like you know even like your family not to like no i'm like I love my family a lot, but it's just like, how many group things are we going to be on to where, I don't know, man, it, it is. It, I think you, you nailed it on the head where it's like experiencing that became a, a thing in and of itself. It's like this almost like a guilty feeling in a way. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I loved the idea of like reconnecting with people that, um, like reconnecting with people just in the blanket term. So I know a lot of people are connecting with old family members they hadn't talked to for a long time. People are reconnecting with friends they hadn't talked to in a long time. And we talk, explore a little bit about the the dreaded, but also sometimes the joyous texting mm-hmm. of your ex. So, and then the second episode we have um, uh, Clay, who is a stand-up comedian who uh, wants to do a live show and is now all the open mics is are shut down. He's a practicing stand-up com- comic. He has to like, you know, try out his material and so he plans this big live show and um you know so it's a big live show that eventually as you'll see what happens uh, I so won't see that's my question because like, yeah, i, I know i know but I, I, yeah i know yeah. I, I will say uh, to to piggyback off we did have a comedian earlier jared logan funny funny yeah. guy to get a chance and, but he was just talking about the evolution of comedy and covid and, you know, it is kind of like not necessary. He said he did a couple of Zooms where he'd get on and people would laugh. But, you know, when you do it to open air, it is just, it's yeah, it's, it's it, it takes the fun and it takes the entertainment out of it for the entertainer. You so, know, it's, yeah. Yeah. And that's exactly what I explore. So Nate, who was the writer, you know, he was, he's a stand-up comedic, uh, com- uh, comic and he's only done, I think, com- comedy once since March. And before that, he was doing it, you know, twice a weekend, three times a weekend in Huntington, you know, some people that are living in New York and LA were doing it 10 times a weekend. Yeah. So that was kind of this idea. And even for me, I was doing uh, when they thought the theaters and stuff were reopening, I was doing a lot of auditions in like April and May, they were like, for September, like come audition for this thing. And I was thinking like a lot of tapes. And I was like, you know, and I feel like a lot of musicians are doing live streams. So we kind of wanted to capture that. But the idea of the episode, like the the interesting part that we wanted to really show was kind of the um, contrast between what the audience sees and what is actually happening. So what the audience sees is this very well, like manicured, like produced live show or even like the promo for it where they're like, hey, what's up guys? Like, how's it going? Like, make sure to check out my show tonight. But then it's followed by like complete silence of the person in the room trying to figure out if they look good or not and like posting it, you know, like, so it's like goes from really high energy to complete silence. So we really wanted to kind of play with that idea and like show the behind the scenes of what it's like to actually set up lights and mics and kind of stream it. And, you know, something that I feel like a lot of people were consuming but not seeing the behind the scenes of. And kind of the loneliness and uh, difficulties and challenges with that. Yeah, and then uh, the third one you actually starred in. Yes, yes, I played Noah, who yeah. was a guy working from home who kind of begrudgingly was working from home. He yeah. uh, he realized yeah. that maybe working from uh, kind of goofing off and uh, not goofing off, but playing video games, you know, playing on your phone, watching TV was a lot more fun and a lot more enjoyable than uh, working from home. And he felt like it was a little, 
maybe not unfair, but he felt like it was a little like uh, an opportune moment to maybe be on unemployment because the unemployment was so good in the moment. Um, so that was kind of like the struggle that I knew a lot of people were having that were working from home, the challenges of working from home and kind of that feeling of like, oh, like, you know, there's a lot of people that lost their jobs and they must be having a great time. Um, it kind of does show the grass is always greener aspect of life because like I know I lost my job all the Fulbright I was teaching as a, as a professor and then I was applying for different jobs and I essentially I like lost my job and um, I was like I'm still like I want a job so bad <laughs> like I yeah. so I know that like I wanted to kind of show also like the grass is always greener kind of side whereas like the person who's employed is like oh like I want I don't I hate my job you know why right. can't I just live my life you know yeah um life is so short why I'm you know people are getting sick you know people are so much loss in this world why am I like struggling away yeah. from this nine to five that I just hate I'm busting my tail for something I hate to do yeah, yeah exactly so we kind of explored that which was a really fun time to do and busting then, my tail yeah quote, exactly quote, yeah quote, unquote, that was a good one yeah they're all yeah um, and, then, and then the last one we we kind of explored the idea of like um uh what it's like to live with a partner during this time um, what's it like to be in a relationship during this time? So we had the amazing Paige Looney and Emily O'Neill play these great characters, Mia and Nadia. And they kind of, um, uh, they kind of are wake up together and one is kind of tired of the other. You know, one needs us some space. One needs a break. One has been in isolation with just this one other person for what could be of weeks or months at this point. So we kind of explore that relationship dynamic um, and that kind of like was just from the antithesis of whether you were living with your partner, whether you were living with your girlfriend or boyfriend, or whether you were just living with your family or living with your roommate. I'm, everybody was getting tired of the other person. I, people are getting tired of themselves. So yeah. I know that like, you know, that was kind of like the idea of what we wanted to explore is that feeling of like, I love you so much but I can't be around you right now. Yeah, man. It's a difference between like hanging out. It's like the difference between like hanging out and then having to go to like jail with someone. Like that's like a different, you know, when you're in there 24 seven, it's like, it's a lot different than just like being with the people. Especially with this idea of indefinite, right? COVID's indefinite. That was, you know. A lot to struggle with, yeah. Exactly. So those who who got married in like, uh, you know, January, February, March of uh, 2020, I'm sure that they. Um, I'm sure that they, did. they had no idea what they were getting into. <laughs> Quickly put to the test. Yeah, exactly. But hey, I mean, like you know, a lot of people have been saying, if you can make it, if your relationship can make it through this, then it can make it through yeah, anything. And I, I think that's true. I mean, I, I don't think yeah. it's going to get any more like extreme than this. So. Yeah, definitely. Well, Afshin, on top of all of that, obviously you're trying to, you know, demolish some of these Appalachian stereotypes as well. Talking about COVID, these inner workings, these inner themes of COVID. Uh, normal for now it's on amazon prime we wish you the best of luck man it was awesome like you said 35 minutes or less you can watch it on your lunch break i highly encourage everybody to go do it if uh i'll go leave a five-star review but this is my official five-star review right now on this too so yeah yeah i'll, yeah. I'll, yeah. One, appreciate it. I'll add one thing actually and we'll let you get out of here but yeah look if you're listening to this listen watch this normal for now it's absolutely it speaks to if you like this podcast you're gonna love this yeah exactly it's exactly yep. what we're trying to do and there's a lot of core themes are in common with it so incredible work Sheen. thank you on behalf of west virginia i always love to do that i don't know if i can but i'll thank you on the behalf of west virginia um because it, we need people like you man so we're proud of you thank you and thanks for coming on the mountaineer media podcast 
Oh, absolutely. I love the podcast too. I'm super, I'm super grateful for all the amazing West Virginians who've already watched it, all the amazing Appalachians who've already watched it, reviewed it, liked it. We got some really great responses from fellow West Virginians, Appalachians, and people outside West Virginia. People feel really like it's really relatable, really love it. So um, I'm really happy with it. And, but yeah, if you haven't checked it out yet, check it out. Normal for now, Amazon Prime. Yeah, available anywhere you can watch Amazon Prime. Go watch Beautiful. it, guys. All right, guys, that concludes another episode of the Mountaineer Media Podcast. How about that? Normal for now. Check it out. Amazon Prime. You know, it's it really speaks to a lot of different issues. Like we were saying, dealing with COVID has been hard. It's been difficult on people's mental health and emotional well-being. And, you know, I just thought this uh, this series, Normal for Now, was very, very well done. And to, to think that it was done by an all-Appalachian cast with people of color and people from the, um, you know, the LGBTQ plus community, just amazing 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 stuff so we were certainly we'll co-sign you know we'll advocate for normal for now go rent it right now pay for it you know share it stream it tell your friend about it because it really really is going to help bring upon a conversation that is extremely uh needed uh and it's an important thing that we talk about and quit you know sweeping things under the rug and just going with these old habits you know screw all that let's be a young you know vibrant diverse forward-thinking progressive culture in appalachia and i think if we do that we're going to propel ourselves as the place to be region in america so thank you Afshin, for coming on again normal for now check it out thank you to mr b for sponsoring the podcast thank you mason jack for producing it we couldn't do it without you my man and uh that's it guys we got some big big episodes coming up we got blog mountaineermedia.com sign up for it check our blogs out buy our merchandise we got hats we got toboggans we got uh, hoodies and shirts and all that coffee mugs so check it out mountaineermedia.org see you guys next week